0: This is a Squiz podcast, We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Thursday the 9th of December. In your Squiz today, Australia joins the diplomatic boycott, some good news on booster shots, a cracking first day at the cricket, and what the Googles tell us. This is your Squiz today. We knew it could be on the cards, but it was confirmed yesterday. Australia will be joining the US in a diplomatic boycott of the Winter Olympics in China. It means that while the athletes will compete as normal, Australian officials and politicians won't attend.
1: No, and that's just the latest sign of our strained relations with China. The Prime Minister's decision yesterday came on the back of that US declaration of the diplomatic boycott last week, citing human rights abuses against the Uyghur Muslims in the Xinjiang province. And yesterday, Morrison said, I'm doing this because it's in Australia's national interest. It's the right thing to do full stop. So pretty emphatic there. And for its part, China says we weren't actually invited in the first place. I I suppose that's the back and forth that you would expect. Bigger picture here, the diplomatic boycott stopped short of a full snub like the US did at the Moscow Olympics in 1980 and then the Russians and their allies followed suit in 1984 by boycotting the
0: LA Games. Yeah, so a diplomatic boycott doesn't quite go as far as those boycotts we've seen back in history There's been a fair bit going on between Australia and China recently. We've covered that a lot here on the podcast. Prime Minister Scott Morrison says that those cooled relations have led directly to this boycott.
1: Yeah, he was quite explicit about that, actually. He said Beijing's diplomatic freeze on Australia meant our diplomats couldn't raise concerns about human rights violations directly with the Chinese leaders. The interesting thing is that it's unclear how many Australian officials were actually going to go in the first place. New Zealand, for instance, isn't sending anyone. They say that's because of COVID, but we've made it all official, which means it's a public rebuke of China. And commentators say it's unclear if or to what extent extent. This will affect two Australians who are in jail in China, Yang Henjung, who's been charged with spying, and journalist Chung Lei, who actually hasn't been charged at all. She's been accused of breaching national security.
0: Yeah, that does add another layer to the tensions between Australia and China. Looking a bit further afield, both the UK and Canada have now joined the diplomatic boycott, so they will also only be sending their athletes to the Games. Speaking of the athletes, a team of about 40 Australians will head over to compete in February. The Australian Olympic Committee says it won't be affected by the boycott. We've won three medals at each of the last three Winter Olympics, so he's hoping we can keep the medals coming. On to a COVID update now, and in some good news, Pfizer and BioNTech say that a booster jab of their vaccine will work against Omicron. It's been, of course, a big question, Eliza, as we wait and see the impacts of this new variant.
1: Yeah, cue a global sigh of relief here. (laughs) Pfizer BioNTech says the booster raises antibodies by a factor of 25, making the level of protection comparable to that of two doses against other variants like Delta. And interestingly, the medicines regulator here in Australia has also provisionally approved Moderna for a booster. And this is all incredibly good news because Omicron is definitely here in Australia. We know that already, but more cases in New South Wales yesterday, one in Victoria, and one in Queensland where a South African man has tested positive for what authorities are calling an Omicron-like strain, which is one of the first cases in the world to
0: identify a sub-variant of Omicron. All of which makes this news about Pfizer's efficacy as a booster some very good news. Australia has Pfizer on hand for that booster rollout. Health Minister Greg Hunt says that Atagi's decision on approving Moderna as a booster shot could happen in the next two weeks. On to international news, and Germany has marked a pretty momentous occasion. Angela Merkel has had her last day on the job after 16 years as Chancellor and is officially retired. It's a huge day, not just for
1: Germany, but the world in general. Merkel was the first leader from the communist east in Germany, the first female leader, and she's been there for the big events like the global financial crisis, the migrant crisis, and she was really at the front line of Europe's attempt to deal with Donald Trump. Now, Olaf Scholz is the new leader in Germany. He was actually Merkel's deputy and finance minister, but he's from the centre-left Social Democrats, and he'll go on to govern with the Greens and the business. Business aligned free Democrats.
0: Yep, those three parties have signed their coalition deal. Their team has been sworn in, so it's a new day in German and European politics. Merkel is one of those rare politicians who leaves politics without being defeated, disgraced, or having died. The three D's. Merkel wished him luck for the best job there is. I hope she has a really nice break planned. On to sport, and what a first day in the Ashes Test, Eliza. You're a big cricket fan. Do the honours. I am. I could have really spent the whole of this podcast just talking about <laughs> cricket.
1: But look, if yesterday's anything to go by, it might be a whitewash for Australia, this Ashes Tour. I kind of hope we see England fight back so it's a good contest. But Mitchell Stark struck on the first ball. England was all out for 147 runs. This game is at the Gabba in Brisbane and rain delayed. The Australians turn with the bat. But uh, Pat Cummins, the new captain, had an absolute blinder, five wickets on
0: his first day. Not a bad first day on the job at all. We're still waiting to see where the fifth test will be held. Hobart or Melbourne, that's officially gone out to tender. Hobart is, of course, hoping to secure their first ever Ashes test. If, like me, you're not as across the ashes as some of the other podcast hosts this morning, we <laughs> do have something to offer as the world goes cricket mad for the next few weeks. We've got you covered with a squiz shortcut on the topic. Sam and Gabs from the Sport Today podcast do a dive into the history of the ashes, why it's one of our biggest sporting rivalries, some names to watch out for in the series. It's a great listen. It'll have you covered for all the cricket small talk that's ahead of you this summer. I'll pop a link in your episode notes so you can find it by searching for squiz shortcuts in your podcasting app from sport to the silver screen the actor awards were on last night they're the australian academy of cinema and television arts awards i've been doing a lot of spelling out of acronyms lately it seems (laughs) they're our big movie slash tv awards essentially the big winner last night was the movie nitram eliza it's had a lot of buzz but it's not without its controversy
1: Well, that's because Nitrum is actually Martin, spelled backwards, and that's Martin Bryant, the convicted mass shooter who murdered Mm. 35 people and injured 23 others at Port Arthur. And his story is what is explored in this movie. And some believe it will cause genuine harm for survivors. Some believe it should never have been made. But it swept the field at the awards in Sydney last night. The newsreader also won in TV Land. I love that show. And I also loved having a look at the red carpet pics from last night where Sarah Snook from Succession
0: really wowed. Yeah, love a good red carpet gallery. (laughs) We've been starved of them for way too long. We have. I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes. We're getting to the pointy end of the year. It's when all sorts of lists start popping up. There are a few we like to keep an eye on and the most Googled terms for the year is a good one to watch. What were Aussies searching for in 2021, Eliza? Sport, sport and more sport, particularly <laughs> basketball, which is huge
1: in Australia. Definitely a big part of lockdown life for so many, particularly yeah. those with kids. So it was NBA, AFL, NRL and sports always at great escape,
0: but particularly during the lockdown. Yeah, COVID New South Wales was actually the first non-sport search query on that list. It came in at number eight. It's always a good one to look at. It's like a snapshot of the year that was. I'll pop a link in your episode notes. If you're wondering what people were searching for when it came to cooking, gnocchi top to the list, followed by guacamole, and then curried sausages. Oh, Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't know. I'm a bit curious about now (laughs) whether there's a a really great curried sausages recipe that I'm missing out on. Might have to uh, add it to my own Google search. That's about all from us today. If you do know of anyone who you think would enjoy the Squiz Today newsletter and podcast, do tell them about us. Your recommendations are the number one way that we grow and we're very, very grateful for each and every one of them. Have a good Thursday. We'll be back with you tomorrow.
1: A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in.